Hey everyone, Quincy here. Wanted to say thank you for catching this replay of the hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro show on your audio platform of choice. You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also learn more and enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM to enter to win for free today. Thanks again and enjoy today's episode. We're all here to ride the MSL wave of the Mental Strength League. I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro Show. 37 Shanama Mohammed, what's going on? What's happening? What's happening? Go see what's poppin'. Sergio, welcome to the live. Anja. Oh, Anja, I'm, I'm messing up uh, saying your name. What's going on? T, Gabrielle, what's happening? The one known as Anthony, welcome. I haven't seen you in the live in a while. What's up? Amart, what's happening? What's going on? What's going on? T, Gabrielle, I play for Coach Ryan. Yo, T, Gabrielle, welcome to the live. Uh, when uh, if people are asking who's Coach Ryan, Ryan is our general manager for B Pro. He's been putting together our weekly program. So if you guys haven't gotten access to your Perfect Soccer team membership, if you guys haven't gotten to your Perfect Soccer team membership account, you want to lock that for me, please. Uh, make sure you head over to PerfectSoccerSkills.com/pstm. Create yourself your free account so you can get access to the. Uh, I think he's put together a B Pro program for those of you who are um, at home needing a weekly program. So that you can stay fit, stay focused, improve your game, stay just ready, focused for the tough times that are coming ahead. I think a lot of people are realizing more and more that um, you know we're going to be on quarantine and behind closed doors for quite some time. But there's nothing wrong with that because this gives us a great opportunity to improve ourselves and to make that next jump. Put in that extra time that we might not have been putting in otherwise and take full advantage of this opportunity that this quarantine is uh, that is that has given us. But, yo, I want to welcome everybody to the live. Welcome to another episode of the Hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro Show. Episode 64. I'm really excited for today. I'm juiced. I'm juiced for today because we've got a special guest. We've got women's. United States women's national team player, Samantha Mewis, joining us in on the live here. She'll be joining in in a couple of minutes. Uh, you guys know what it is here on the show. I spend the first couple of minutes of the show welcoming you guys to the live, saying what up, uh, giving you guys a little bit of an update of what's going on. The state of the world obviously is in flux. Uh, things are constantly changing normally, but even more so now with the uncertainty of the coronavirus and uh you know, what this will mean for everybody here moving forward. But luckily for you, on this show, we talk about the MSL. That's the Mental Strength League. You guys know what it is. It is a game where you are either a conscious or unconscious participant. But on this show, we talk about how you become a conscious participant of the game so you can get in the game and take advantage of uncertainty. The MSL mindset is one that helps you get through difficult times. And I think collectively... As humans, we are all going through a collective experience of difficulty and uncertainty, and I'm happy to share the MSL with those of you who are joining in right now and those of you who are listening on the replay over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. Subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already. Um, but today's going to be a great one. Uh, Samantha, or Sam, I'm going to ask her which she prefers once she joins us in on the live, um, has had a very impressive career. She happens to be really good friends with uh, the first unofficial but official MSL Masters Program graduate, Earl Edwards, who is also a member of the Perfect Soccer team. Um, and uh, he has seen her growth since his time with her back at UCLA. He has been a huge advocate uh, in sharing with me that she is someone who uh, exemplifies a, the MSL mentality and the mindset. And uh, he thought it would be great for her to join us today as well as share what she has learned over the course of her career to get to the Olympic and national team level. So I'm really excited to talk with her. 
big shout out and thank you to Earl for making that connection happen. And I'm, um, I'm also extremely excited to get the female perspective on the show. As you guys know, in episode, I believe it's episode 51, we had Sonia Richards-Ross, uh, Olympic gold medalist and track star, um, join in. And she shared a bit of her perspective, which was awesome. Um, I think we also had my sister, Kristen Ameriqua, join in, I think like episode 56. So I, I'm excited to have the another uh, female join us in and share kind of that female perspective um, for our audience. So she'll be joining in here soon. But for those of you who will have some questions, you know that we do the questions. We'll do a questions part of the show as well, too. So drop your questions in. Earl is in the comments helping us aggregate question, uh, some of the best questions most insightful. Like I said, we want to understand mentality and how to improve ourselves. So um, that's awesome. Um, I'm seeing Christian dropping the I'm in your head emojis. I'm loving that. Uh, I'm loving the community that we're, we're creating here, guys. Make sure you're, you're uh, dropping comments, your questions, talking to each other. I'm seeing everybody saying what's up to everybody in the comment section. That's awesome. Like I said, we're building a, a growing community and I'm always happy to see you guys here joining in every Thursday, 6 p.m. PST, 9 p.m. EST. And uh, I'm just getting used to um, being back on the West Coast. You guys know I'm from California originally. Sarah just jumped in on the live. What's going on, Sarah? Um, so I'm back in California. Happy to be back in California. Uh, but the guest of the hour has joined in. So let's let's get right to it. Dylan, what's going on? Welcome, welcome. Sonia, I'm loving that. Ryan. Yo. Hi. How's it going? Good, thanks. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm 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 not gonna lie. I'm excited. I'm juiced to get to speak to you because Earl has Earl has talked very very highly <laughs> of you, and I respect I respect Earl's opinion and what he thinks a lot. So I'm really I'm really excited to uh, to speak with you. How are you doing? Oh, that's awesome. I'm good, thank you. I am in North Carolina. Um, Earl is an old friend. We met years ago at college, so I um, I'm glad that he invited me on the show. So thanks for having me. No, that's awesome. So, uh, I'm not. I'm gonna assume that you're not completely familiar with what we're doing here at Perfect Soccer and kind of what the the Aston Soccer Pro Show is and the mentality and what we're talking about. So, uh, I'll give you like a little bit of background so we can get context because I like to go deep really quick. Perfect. Okay. Great. Let's do I'm it. Loving that. I'm loving that. So, <laughs> all right. So what we really talk about here a lot is the MSL mindset, the mentality. So the Mental Strength League, and uh, it's just a philosophy and idea that we developed here over time so that we can help people help themselves during times of uncertainty. And uh, with the coronavirus stuff that's going on, I think uh, really understanding the mentality of individuals like you who've got to very high levels in your respective uh, profession uh, is a great opportunity to share the what I believe are fundamental truths that are necessary to getting to those levels and mentality is the real focal point of that so like i said i'm juiced i'm juiced to have you i'm juiced to have you on <laughs> um, that's awesome that sounds really cool so maybe for those who might not be aware of who you are or what it is that you do um maybe could you give us a little bit of a background um on who you are what you stand for and uh and just kind of give us a little bit of a, uh, an understanding of how you like to define yourself. Yeah, totally. Um, so my name is Sam. Um, I play soccer for the U.S. Women's National Team and the North Carolina Courage in the NWSL. Um, I went to UCLA and won a national championship there. That's how I met EJ. Um, and I'm from Massachusetts. And I have an older sister who actually plays in the NWSL as well. So uh, I feel like that relationship and kind of that um, really close uh like competition that I grew up with is is a huge part of uh, like why I'm able to compete at such a high level and kind of what like groomed me to approach soccer the way that I do. Um, so I think that if I, if I had to like sum it up really quickly, I think I would say that um, it, it really is that competitiveness that I'm kind of always striving to uh, be the best that I can be. And I'm always looking to learn from others as I go. And if, if I see someone out there who's better than me at something, I ask them and I want to learn and um, I want to kind of adopt whatever they're doing that makes them that good. Um, and I think that that has served me well. And it's been one of the reasons why I have had some success so far. 
I love that. Okay, even in the shortened version, there's a lot of amazing things that can be taken away, and we're going to dissect and jump into all those, and I'm going to have a bunch of questions as well for you. Great. So the one thing that stood out to me, well, first of all, you said you're younger. You're, so you have an older sister who plays in the league, and you're the younger. Yeah. Okay, so the competitive nature, maybe because you're trying to catch your older sister, and that's forcing you to maybe do a little bit more than most of your peers were doing? I, it may be, yeah. I mean, she has always been better than me in my eyes. I mean, growing up, um, she, when we were younger, it was so apparent to me, especially she was two years older. Um, she was always just so good, so competitive, um, always just like the best one, even just playing around in the neighborhood on every team she was on. Um, and I think that it kind of instilled in me immediately this need to like catch up and this need to do more to get better. Um, but also this willingness to learn. Um, I think that that's been something I've constantly looked to her for guidance and, and ways to improve and get better in my life, not just in soccer. So I almost feel like that willingness to learn um, from someone who's older and more experienced has been one of the most like shaping parts of my career. Ooh, okay. I like that. But so let's break that down a couple different ways. How do you know when to listen? And how do you know when to ignore? Ooh, interesting. Um, well, I think with my experience on the national team, um, there are so many opportunities to learn from players who are better than me. Um, and I have said a couple times in my career how you have to be your, there are two pieces of this. You have to be your own biggest critic. Like when I make a mistake, I want to be the first one to say, that was me, my bad, I messed up. How can I learn from this? But on the other hand, I have to be my own biggest fan because if I don't believe in myself, nobody's going to. Um, so I feel like there's kind of a fine line of that, of saying to someone who is a veteran, who's older, teach me, show me, what do I do here? What do you suggest? And also being able to say to myself, I think that that was the right decision and I'm going to learn from, from this situation and from what happened, but I can stand by my decision, my, my pass, my shot. Um, so it's kind of like a, it's a hand in hand thing. I think it's, it's knowing when to agree and learn and it's knowing when to say, um, I, I believe in what I decided. Okay. All right. This is awesome. And I think, uh, everyone watching is going to get some great stuff out of that. So can you give me a scenario or an example of when, uh, of when you ignored and it was the right thing to do? Um, oh gosh, when I ignore it and it's the right thing to do. I mean, I think, I, I can't think of a specific time. I think an example would be um, if someone is open for a pass, but I know I can shoot and I know I can score in the situation, shooting. And instead of, of always letting kind of like your teammate or someone who's who's probably maybe better than you or has a lot more experience than you dictate your decision all the time when you believe and you know and what you can do um i think it's okay to shoot and i i would encourage everybody to shoot and to believe in their own abilities um at the same time like it's not to the point where i'm shooting every time i get the ball but i think that there are situations where i trust myself and i i make those decisions and it might feel risky at the moment but um 99% of the time, my teammates coming up to me and saying, good shot, we want you to take those, we support you. So for me, I guess I've been lucky in that it's it's worked out and it's, um, I think, raised my game even more. Got you, okay. That's really good because from even just from that um, example that you're sharing, you have the support of your teammates encouraging you to take those shots because they have a trust or belief in you, right? Um, but I also know there are a lot of people who follow the account who are struggling and because they've expressed it, especially in the comments and stuff that we've gotten over time saying, hey, I don't have the support of my team. I don't have the support of my coach. I believe it's very political. And on the show we, and on the show and on this account, we talk about, yes, the game is political. You have to learn how to survive on and off the field. Um, so sometimes doing things on the field goes at odds with what people are telling you to do off the field. So yeah. what, what would be your, and I'm sure, and this is me guessing, at different points in your career, you might not have had that support. So during those times, what was the mentality that you approached? Um, how did you, how were you okay with not having encouragement? What would you su suggest to those who don't have that? Yeah, I think, well, 
and I was thinking about this earlier today, actually, I was like, you should have some things prepared um, to come on the show. So I think I would break it down into two parts, um, mm -hmm. like over preparing. Um, so I think in the times of like really high stress or when it feels like the odds are stacked against you or you feel like people are expecting you to fail, knowing exactly what you need to do and, and knowing that you've done it a million times before and that you're totally prepared. So um, my experience at the World Cup, I was so nervous. Um, I felt like, and there literally were millions of people watching. And I think <laughs> knowing I had done the set pieces a million times, I, it made me less nervous. And it made me think like, I know exactly where to be. I'm like a machine. I'm going to go stand on my spot and I'm going to win the ball and we're going to clear it out. And I just think that having the repetition, having the preparation, it gives you confidence. And I think it instills this sense of, um, I can, I can do what people think I can't. Um, and it's kind of, for me, it's almost like being organized. It's like, I, I know I can do this. I've done it a million times. Um, so that was one piece I wanted to talk about. And then the other side, I think, is just having this feeling that you've outworked people. Um, I think that when I, I came really close to making the Olympic team in 2016, um, and I kind of changed my training habits in the off season after that. Um, and it, it gave me this better sense of confidence because I felt like I had worked so hard and I knew that nobody else could have possibly worked that hard. I mean, maybe I'm not saying they didn't, maybe they did, but um, I worked hard enough to allow myself to believe that. Um, so I think it was this time of, am I going to really be on the national team? I wasn't good enough to make the Olympics. Um, how can I help my club team out more? Am I really good enough to do this and be the kind of player I want to be? And my response was to just work really hard, go to the gym every day, lift, do fitness, go out to the field every day and run. And that kind of gave me this sense of, um, I belong here. I've done all the work and I know I can do it. It gave me more confidence, even when I was maybe at a time where other people weren't so sure about me as a player. Um, and I think that that period of really working hard over preparing, um, it paid off in the next couple of years. I love that. So I want to make sure I highlight what you broke down there because we talk a lot about, so the MSL mindset, right, is every day, nonstop. So MSL, I'm in your head. That's the same thing. I, consistency reps. And we talk about confidence is a skill that you build over time by doing rep the repetition. So when people are looking at someone like maybe yourself who's up there, oh, you're cocky, you're full of yourself, maybe you're not this and that is, no, I have a strong belief in understanding the work I did to get here. And that's what you're seeing. Yeah. A lot of the players who aren't confident tend to be those who are realizing they didn't do enough work. And now that they're here, they feel exposed. So I love that you're saying it's the repetition. Obviously, everybody could be working as hard as you don't really know. But the one thing yeah. you know <laughs> is you did the work and you put in the work in the reps. So that will not be and this is important because I want everybody listening to make sure they're taking this away. Not putting in the reps will not be the reason why you didn't make it. So make sure you check that off the list as to, okay, it's not because I didn't work hard. It's not because I didn't put in reps. Now it could be, did I not study the game enough? Is the person across from me actually better than me? If so, how? And the other thing I want to tie this back to you with what you explained here is being willing and open to learning from those around you, older, obviously, and seeking that knowledge. But the question I wanted to ask you with that specifically is how, um, how are you applying that knowledge? So maybe you're open and asking to learn, but what about when someone isn't willing to share or teach you or they're not doing that? So how, how, are you how did you figure out that? How did you navigate that time? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I, I feel like I've had, I've been really lucky and I've had such great experiences with all of my teams and especially with all of my coaches. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like what I would say to that is if one person isn't willing to help, somebody else definitely is. And I feel like you can kind of gather information from endless resources. I mean, if it's not a teammate, it's a coach. If it's not a coach, it could be your parent, somebody else's parent. If it's not that, it could be a teacher maybe your coach at your school or at your club, whichever one isn't working, go to someone else. I think 
there are resources like books and communities like this who are like working on this um, and kind of teaching almost like, a, it sounds like kind of like a curriculum of like core standards. Um, and I just feel like there's so many opportunities to learn that if you get turned away at one place, I would just go someplace else. Um, and I hope that people feel like they have those kinds of options. I love that. I love that. Because uh, that is the mentality of not having access to information or a mentor or a person or a teacher is not a good enough excuse not to continue to find the information that you're looking for. Um, and that's a mentality. And I believe that that is a huge determining factor to people's success, uh, an unwillingness to, to accept that because I don't have the resources or I don't have the help or I don't have the knowledge or I don't have the network means I don't have the ability to figure mm. those things out um, over time. So I'm, I'm, loving, I'm loving what you're putting out there. And I'm also getting better at uh, uh, making sure we find the balance of not just dropping all these knowledge bombs and hitting <laughs> everybody with so much information, making sure we're balancing between getting some questions in from the audience as well too. Okay and uh, having a little bit of fun with stuff. So guys, okay. uh, like I said, uh, keep drop. So Earl's in the comments as well too. He joins every Thursday. He helps uh, manage the community, get questions in, and uh, he drops a couple in here. So let's, let's go and see a couple of the ones that he's pulling up from here. So Earl said, how do you continue? Oh, how cool. There you go. So how do you continue <laughs> to set high goals for yourself after winning a World Cup? That's a good one. I like that. That is a good one, EJ, thanks. Um, so this is an awesome question. I think that it's interesting. I felt like for, I don't know, 24 hours after the World Cup, I was like, oh, okay, like we just did it. Maybe it was a little longer than 24 hours. It was probably like three or four days. Mm -hmm. um, and I was kind of like exhaling and like really appreciating what had just happened. It was like this huge lifetime milestone. Um, I got to celebrate with my family and friends, but I something even very like soon after just switched back on, I think, where I was like, we did this, I just accomplished something huge, but it's not enough and I want to keep going. Um, there's There was at the time such a quick turnaround between the World Cup and the Olympics. And like I said earlier, I hadn't made the Olympics in 2016. So the Olympics has kind of always been on my radar and always been this big thing that, um, had evaded me the last time. And I, I, I had a little bit of a chip on my shoulder about it. I really wanted to make it this time. So it never really left my mind. And I immediately was like, all right, I need to get back to my club team, get back on track, start playing again, um, and start trying to make the Olympic team, uh, as well as playing for the courage and, and competing to win an NWSL championship. So, um, I don't know how, but I think it was just something within me that, that clicked back on and um, I wanted to keep fighting for more. I think one of the things, sorry, I'm kind of rambling, but I think one of the things um, that's cool about the US Women's National Team is that winning one World Cup like doesn't even make the list. Like so many women have won two World Cups and they've won three or four Olympics and they have these long lists of their accomplishments. So it's my teammates are all so driven and so willing to accomplish something and move on and accomplish something else that it kind of makes you have that mindset of like, what's next? What can I work on now? Um, and I think I've had this kind of like long standing motto that um, it, the, the struggle and the journey is what is supposed to fulfill you. Um, mm -hmm. So reaching the top is so fun and it's like so incredible and amazing and, um, but it's, it's the climb that sustains you and it's the climb that is what really gives you like purpose and, and direction and satisfaction. So, um, getting back to that kind of came naturally, I think. Love that. And I understand the ramble means you're really thinking about it and you're like, oh, wow, no, I'm thinking about this experience and, how I know. Like that. and now it's like, oh wait, okay, this is true. So no problem with that. Okay. So we'll take it down a notch. I'm getting better at this. I'm just, it's like. You know what I mean? We're figuring it yeah, out. You're it's natural. Not... You're doing great. I'm all about just high. I'm just like, yo, let's get to the crux of our everything mentality. Let's go. But okay, <laughs> a good one. So Julian Demerit asked, what three things would you bring on a deserted island? Oh, can they be people, do you think? I'll say 
this is this is what's great about this is you get to decide wherever you take on the M in the MSL, we we ride the wave together. We go wherever wherever you want to take us. We're we're down for okay. the journey. Okay. Um, I would bring my husband. I would I also probably bring my sister. <laughs> okay. Um, and I think I'd have to bring us. Uh, this is gonna be so boring. I'd bring us like a nice. Uh, basket of food. I don't know. <laughs> Seeds, maybe. Plants and plant a garden so we can survive. I don't know. Okay. But uh, it's two people, I think. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Let's say, okay, now I'm thinking of a question totally on the fly because I like the question that the person asked about the deserted island. So, like, um, <laughs> hung like Hunger Games. Yeah. Right? If there's a hundred people in Hunger Games, one, uh, 100 being die first, first being win the whole thing. Where do you think you fall? And how do you go about playing the game? Yeah, wow, that's hard. I would, I wouldn't want to kill anybody, I don't think. I, I think I could, I think I could. Okay. Um, but I wouldn't want to, so I would probably like run around on the outskirts and like wait for the other people to take care of each other. And then uh -huh. when it came down to it, I think I'd be like, all right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Based on your based on your strategy, where do you think you fall on the list? Oh, you yeah. Think, oh, God. You think, uh, you, you think you win top it? Ten. I think top 10. Uh, okay, top 10 for sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Calculated. I hope so. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a good one. We got a... Uh, so I don't know this about you. So first I'd ask, have you had any major injuries? Any setbacks? Yeah. Um, so uh, now I feel like I'm like telling my whole career story. So this, I didn't make the Olympics in 2016. And then I actually started every game for the national team in 2017, which was like a, a huge turnaround for me. Um, but in the very last game of the year, I got this, like, it's like a cartilage defect in my knee. Um, and they were really pretty like worried about it. They didn't know if they should do surgery, but they also didn't really know if it was ever going to be the same and, and feel good enough to play on again. So I was kind of in this like hole for three months where nobody wanted to do surgery. Nobody knew of how it was going to heal. I was on crutches. Um, it was this really like weird injury that didn't have an easy fix. Um, and luckily I was able to not ever get surgery and, and come back in about, I didn't really feel like myself for probably like eight or nine months. Okay. Um, but I was starting to play again, like about six months after the original injury. Um, and I think that the uncertainty of it was the hardest part, but I definitely um, feel like not playing and not being around my teammates was a huge part of it too. I was kind of like stuck at home and didn't have like any real direction. It's actually like kind of like what's happening right now. With everybody. So, um, it was definitely weird and hard. Um, and it's kind of also like an ongoing thing. It will flare up every now and then, which is frustrating. Um, but I, it's a good lesson in that when I did come back to my team, I would get out on the field and just be like this and just be so happy to be out there and so happy to be playing again. So um, I think every time I get like fed up with doing fitness or fed up with traveling or tired, or I kind of remember the time that I couldn't play um, and I'm maybe thinking that people stuck at home right now during this quarantine and people who miss soccer so much when we do finally get to go back, we'll just be like, oh my God, this is the best. There's nothing that I don't like about it. I'm so happy to be out here. So um, sometimes hard things can end up being good things. I agree. And uh, appreciating it that much more and being grateful for the opportunity you have. So, okay. I love this because there's a lot of context that we can build from the mentality. We call this, basically, I call this mind mapping, right? So we're talking about different experiences. And I really appreciate your willingness to share your experiences, your perspective, because I think um, uh, a lot of people don't necessarily have access to that because they don't have direct. So they have an idea of what they think it is as opposed to like, hey, wait, you struggled with your injury? You were uncertain? You didn't know? So, okay, there was the uncertainty and very similar to the situation that most everybody right now in the world is going through. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is gonna end. I don't know if it will end. I'm oh, sorry, I already said that. I don't know if it's gonna end. I don't know if it is when, right. and I don't know what it looks like once you get there, and I don't know if it'll be the same as it was now. Right. So that's very similar to an injury where you don't know what it is, 
yeah. we're not getting surgery, we don't know how long it is, and we don't know if we just missed out on what will be, what would have been our entire career, right? Yeah. So what was it that you focused on then that allowed you to get to six months later, which is when it happened to be when you're back, and then obviously nine months before you actually felt like who you were when you started? Yeah, well, so I'd say the beginning part, um, I focused on my relationships a lot. I think that um, I was going through a really tough time and my own uncertainty. Um, I mean, my family felt that uncertainty too. My, my parents were really upset. My husband was really upset. Um, and I think that it kind of took, even like my teammates, I mean, having to like reach out and explain it to people, my coaches having to say, this is what the doctor said. So I feel like at first it was like this relationships thing, like who can help me get through this? Um, can we help each other? Can we lean on each other? Like, this is obviously like a tricky and like potentially really devastating thing to have happen. So I think at first I definitely focused on the people in my life and, and how we could lean on each other to help each other out. Um, and then as I started to get back into playing, I, in retrospect, I wish I had focused on taking it one day at a time. I think, um, I'm not like the pillar of mental strength in any way. I think I had a tough time. Um, I was constantly looking too far into the future and wondering about all the possibilities, all the failures that could happen. What if it never feels good? What if I can never play again? What if I never make the World Cup or the Olympics? Um, but I, looking back, if I had just taken it one day at a time and said, this is what I can do today. I can make my quad stronger. I can ice my knee and get the swelling down. Um, and I can work on strengthening my, the other parts of my body. I think I would have been in a much better headspace. Um, so that's my recommendation. It's not exactly what I did. And then I think coming back onto the field, um, enjoying it, enjoying my teammates, knowing and understanding that I wasn't going to be perfect every day. I didn't get my starting spot back right away. Um, it's still an ongoing battle. There are days that my knee still hurts. Um, and kind of just knowing and accepting that it was never going to be the same, but I could be better. I could develop my game in different ways. Um, I learned so much from it, and I started to enjoy the game because I had missed it so much. So I was enjoying it that much more and just kind of enjoying being out there with my teammates and having a lot more fun with it. So um, I'd say those were like the phases of how I came back. I love that. You really broke it. I'm loving this because you're breaking <laughs> it down, and, but this is really good because, hey, these were all the things that came through my mind all the doubt, all the uncertainty. Oh my God, is it over? And it could, and the thing is, it could be. And luckily you made it back out on the other side and you can self-reflect and say, okay, data time, what is in my control? Uh, and we talk a lot about that here in terms of focus on what you can control and the, and there's very few things that you actually have within your control. And sometimes that scares people, Yeah. but it should be liberating because it, now it's not as overwhelming. So yeah. So That's it, a, that but, actually, sorry to interrupt, but it yeah. just makes me think about what's going on right now. I mean, I've been thinking for months about, oh my God, am I going to make the Olympics? Oh my God, what am I going to do at this camp? Oh my God, the schedule is going to be so busy. When am I going to see Pat? When am I going to go home? And now none of that is important. Like none of that's even happening. Yeah. Um, so it, not that this is good, obviously the situation isn't good, but just from a mental perspective, tripping about things in the future is such a waste of energy because who knows? Um, so I, sorry, I went on another tangent there. <laughs> That's not okay. It's not a tangent and we're riding the wave and I love that. So if there's anything that sparks your mind and you want to take it that way, I'm, you're not interrupting me. It's, it's great. Okay. And I love it because the main thing is making. Hey, sorry to interrupt, but if you've enjoyed listening to this episode and learning what it takes to increase your mental strength, well, how would you like to work with me one-on-one -on -one directly? Now you can with B-Pro Mentality. Head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash B-Pro. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash B-E-P-R-O to apply to work with our network of pro players today. For us, the Mental Strength League and our mentality is saying, listen, chaos and uncertainty is an advantage. It is an opportunity for us to learn and to grow. And our ability to do so is directly related to our ability to look at what's in front of us, what's in our control, and committing to putting in the reps, like we talked about, day after day, and not getting so far into the future that we overwhelm ourselves so we can't take action today. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, I think uh, a, a big issue that a lot of, especially the younger generation tends to struggle with is we are in the information age. There is an unlimited amount of information and knowledge and it can create a very small world that the younger generation is living in because unfortunately, and we've all heard ignorance is bliss, right? Uh, the younger generation can't be ignorant of their decisions anymore like previous ones. Because you can look and see someone who made a mistake, but what they can't see is that mistake is what allowed them to become who, who they are. Yeah. So I, um, I love the fact you are a pillar of mental strength because you're willing, <laughs> open, and able to acknowledge and admit your mistakes out loud. Right. So you said, I didn't do this, but this is what I should have done. This is what I, how I should go about it. And if I really looking at it, all of that worry, all of that mental energy and space and things that I use now standing here, it was a waste. Totally. That's so a great I, point. Thanks. <laughs> no, of course. No, I'm loving it, but this is great because this is where, what we talk about. So we've got a couple of sayings with the MSL, right? Adapt or die. Now's the perfect time for adapt or die. Yeah. Right? Um, make mistakes the most valuable lessons in your life are those when you make a mistake and the perspective you take once you make a mistake is most important. So acknowledging it, sharing it and moving forward is awesome. And I'm just, I'm seeing, I'm, I'm seeing the way in which you're going about sharing information and expressing your experience. And to me, it's no coincidence as to why you've gotten to the level you have and you'll be able to continue to maintain that level and go even farther. So, testament to you and your mentality. I, I would not say you are mentally weak. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> no, this is, uh, this is really good. I like this a lot. Let's see. So everyone, if you're loving all the, all the, all the just gems and experiential knowledge being dropped by Sam here, spam that heart button. I don't know if spam the heart button does anything, <laughs> but we always tell everyone to spam the heart button because we, we, we can see it. Um, <laughs> Uh, drop in the comment section what you've taken away or what you've learned from Sam so far today, uh, so we can so we can see it. We like we said we want to learn. And you you guys picking up what we're putting down, or are we just a bunch of crazy people talking about random stuff here right now? <laughs> Let's see. Uh, maybe both. Maybe we're crazy and they like it. Who knows? Correct. The who was I talking with? Um, talking with Earl, the crazy person's the person I'm paying attention to and listening to. Because I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, hey, you know what? What if they're right? Yeah. Was like, yeah, but they're probably not. I go, yeah, but what if they are? Yeah. What if that crazy person's telling you soccer in the entire world's going to shut down? <laughs> shut up. Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought? Exactly. So uh, <laughs> let's see what we got here. I got a couple, a couple more questions in this side. Um, Let's see what we got here. Got my show notes, taking it professional. Perfect. There we go. Uh, oh, this one's, this one's selfishly for Earl. What were the small-sided games like in the off-season at UCLA oh. playing with Earl and the men's soccer players? Yeah, so I have, like, a vivid memory. We would play, like, 3v3, me, me and a couple of my uh, teammates against three of the guys. Mm -hmm. And I was training for the U20 World Cup, and they wanted us to, like, do heat acclimation. So I had all these like layers on and mm. the boys were just like so quick, so fast, so good. Um, we definitely had a couple close games, definitely had a couple W's in my day, but um, I just remember like it was such a good workout and such a good way for us all to train together. Um, and we used to have such a great time. We would hop the fence on a field we definitely weren't supposed to be on and just play for like hours. <laughs> it was awesome. So much fun. That's that's uh, that's pretty cool. I uh, <laughs> I went to UCLA for a pre for a was a pre med trip camp at like when I was what twelve or thirteen years old. Okay, cool. And that was one. And I wanted that to be my that was my first school of choice, but unfortunately, I didn't get in. I didn't get in. Um, uh, UCLA, but you know, but I I really liked the campus. It was really cool. Yeah. Um. Let me see. Okay, it, we're keeping it UCLA. What was it like to win the first ever national championship for women's soccer at UCLA? It was awesome. Um, I think that it was one of the reasons I decided to go there um, was because I wanted to be a part of that. And the school, the team at the time was recruiting just like such talented players uh, for my class. So I kind of saw that 
and wanted to be a part of it. And um, it was our junior year that we won. Um, and it was awesome. I mean, it was like a dream. You, we had, I think we were like a two seed and we had to play three of the number one seeds to get to the final. Um, so it was kind of like, it felt like an underdog story. It was like really cool. Um, we won in double overtime. We had to get, go through PKs to get to the final. It was just crazy. So um, some of the girls from that team, we just did like a group Zoom call the other day. Like we're still really close friends and um, it's so much fun playing with your friends like that and then getting to keep in touch and just share ridiculous stories from college and from all the games and fun we had. No, I, I love that. We didn't, yeah. <laughs> we, we didn't quite win an, uh, an NC2-8 uh, championship, but I've, uh, I've been hearing a lot of the a lot of guys in our side sharing those stories because everyone's going kind of going on live a lot more and yeah um those sound those sound like really good great experiences so yeah it was awesome i was very lucky uh zuri asked zuri.bee had asked what's your favorite hype song before a game yeah so i i have this like it's like my one superstition i don't even know if it's a superstition but i listen to this one uh wonder years song before every game it's called passing through a screen door um it's awesome and it's like very like hype intense i like that i haven't heard that i'm gonna have to, i'm gonna have to listen to that one yeah you're gonna be like whoa <laughs> <laughs> uh christopher asks christopher the wind asks is this recorded yes uh we record the lives obviously it'll be live replay for the 24 hours but we've got our per the perfect soccer team team of 13 people who helps us make sure that we post produce the show um, within 24 hours, we'll republish this show, all the clips and highlights from the show over on perfectsoccerskills.com. So make sure you guys head over there so that you can get to the replay if you weren't able to join us from the beginning of the live. Sam has been dropping some mad, just spiritual, <laughs> mental bogs on everyone's face. You'll definitely have to re-listen several times to really get all of the, uh, all of the wisdom that's being shared here because you know what it is on the Perfect Soccer account. Um, oh, okay. Here's one for you. I, I did some, I've got some, uh, reconnaissance research, just really getting deep here. So how do you feel about Tom Brady leaving the Patriots? Uh, oh, <laughs> no, uh, it's a huge bummer, but I mean, I get it. I, he's got to do what's best for him. Like I'm a big Tom Brady fan. I always will be. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm still going to root for the Patriots, uh, obviously, um, it stinks. We love Tom. I hope I hope he retires a Patriot whenever he wants to retire, whether it's soon or not soon. I'm a big fan. I support him a lot. So I, I hope he's happy and I, I wish him well. <laughs> not that he cares what I think. Uh, we'll see. This will get, hey, everybody, make sure Tom gets this because Tom <laughs> needs to know that Sam still supports him, still supports him, even though she's disappointed in him. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know if I said disappointed in uh, no. him. <laughs> I'm bummed for myself. Uh, I got it. She's disappointed. She's she's bummed that she does not get to see him in the Patriots uniform anymore. Exactly. Are you going to root against him when play, when he plays against your team now? Or if yeah. Plays your team? yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna like actively hate him, but like I'm a Patriots fan. I I want the Patriots to win. Got you. Okay. If whichever team he's with, if he wins, at the expense of the Patriots, will you still be happy? For him? Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, I like that. So, how? Uh, what made you a Patriots fan, and how long have you been a Patriots fan for? I mean, I just like grew up. I'm from. Uh, I grew up like 20 miles south of Boston, um, oh. and so my family just always watched the Patriots. It's kind of like you have to be a Patriots fan when you're from uh, my area. So it's mm -hmm. it was just born this way, but. Um, I, I mean, I like being a Patriots fan is the best. We we win a lot, so um, it's been really fun. <laughs> humble, humble brag. I mean, we win a lot, but you know, like just you know, hashtag winning ain't easy. It's super, you know, dude, whatever. <laughs> well, I love that. Um, Ariana said, "Sam, thank you for being an inspiration. You inspired me to play soccer again. Um, uh, purple hearts and oh, soccer balls. That's very sweet." Um, do you have any questions for the followers and the fans? Anything like here's your chance to get some feedback and whatever you got, whatever you got. Ooh, um, I think I just I kind of want to hear like what are people doing 
in the quarantine? What are people watching? Uh, what's what's the cool thing? My roommate and I did make a TikTok the other day, not posting it, um, but we did it to just like kill an hour. So we like learned to dance, and I nailed it. Um, but there, well, but no way are we posting it. Absolutely I say hey, we 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 won't know if you did or not unless you share. So. Oof, people, I don't think people want to see. Hey guys, you guys want to see uh, Sam's oh, no. unofficial TikTok? Maybe you got to social pressure her into releasing it on her platform so you guys can see her dance skills. Oh dear. <laughs> um, oh my goodness. So uh, Earl had mentioned that you had started a business in the past. Are you a, naturally an entrepreneur? Do you have any businesses that you're currently running? Where are you at in that part of the, in your process as a, as a player? Yeah. Um, yeah, so in 20, I forget, 2017 maybe, my sister and our best friend, um, all three of us were playing in the league and we started kind of just like a blog. Um, it was for, like, it was intended to be like for female athletes to just like talk about our lifestyle. Um, my my one friend would post like really funny blogs. Um, she's, she's just like a, a hilarious person. So that was kind of her angle. And then my sister would post more like fashion stuff. And I think I would like, I don't know, do whatever I was interested in at the time. Um, mm -hmm. And we all ended up kind of just like moving on to other things. But um, right now, my sister and I have a company that will do camps and clinics. We did our first clinic this past December, um, which was so much fun. Uh, that that company is called Mewis United, which I thought was so clever. And my sister was like, Sam, that's the most unoriginal thing ever. Um, <laughs> but we'll see how, how it goes. So it's been we're having fun with that. But for the most part, just focusing on soccer, but um, especially right now, because we're quarantined, I'm, my, I feel like my mind is, is going and I like want to do something more productive, um, but I, I haven't really landed on anything yet. Okay, well, hey, uh, if you need help, I'm, I, I, love, I love entrepreneurship and business and I'll give you, maybe you talk to Earl and you'll see, like I give him plenty of stuff to work on. So if you Oh, guys, cool, okay. And this is why I tell everybody, uh, if you need stuff to work on, I can put you to work. So all right. Well, I have your email. I might, I might be uh, reaching out. Hey, let's know. Tasks. I, even if, hey, even if we're starting out on the, uh, you want to start your column back up on the site and blog. Oh yeah. I, I know people would love that, and then from there, okay. we could, um, we can start sharing at least with, uh, well, obviously you during camps are in person, but uh, Ryan. So Ryan's got a lot of his. Uh, Ryan's the our B Pro general manager. He's been building out our online programs so that everyone can uh, work from home. So we've been doing this for like two years now. And now that everybody's coming, obviously being forced to be online, now we're going, oh, okay, we really got to make sure we're creating those those programs so everyone has access to them. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, if you were wanting to do that, I know, I know all the kids would love to see whatever stuff that you're doing at home would be. Okay, cool. Let me see what else we got here. Uh, okay, so you're getting some of the questions or some of the responses are coming in from. So from what you asked, uh, oh dang it! What, sorry, I saw a good one and I was wanting to make sure. I was oh, it's fine. Doing that, I missed that. Um, uh, Emma said, "In this quarantine, I'm watching Sam, Sam's highlights of the uh, Women's World Cup." <laughs> Sam, thank you for inspiring me. Uh, uh, Ryan said, Quincy tells Sam, does she remember the two goals she scored versus South Africa? I do. Well, I remember one. I think I remember them. Just scoring, <laughs> just scoring so many goals, it's hard to keep track. Oh, yeah. Fun. Oh, you, you, yeah. Know I mean? <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, the Richie said, I'm watching the 2013 game and studying studying what they do because I want to play for the women's national team one day. That's awesome. My, so um, watching the game, watching the U S women's national team, my sister and I used to have their old games on VHS on tape. Um, and I have like the 99 women's world cup commentary commentary memorized. Like, so when I hear highlights from it, I like know exactly what he's going to say. Um, because we just watched it so many times. We watched all those games over and over and over. Um, so I think that's that, like an awesome thing for you guys to do. Okay, I love, see you're just coming out with the just, uh, <laughs> I'm loving what you're sharing. Okay, so this is, this is extremely important. Okay, so we talk a lot about on here, what, there's, there's different ways you can watch the game. You can watch the game as a fan, but you can also watch the game as a student 
of the game. Yep. So you're saying you've watched it so much that you remember you've memorized the commentary of what the people were saying during yeah. the game. Okay, so there's a testament to repetition. Yeah, everybody repetition, as well as how were you? How are you watching the game? What are you watching? And how do you believe it is different than how most people watch the game? Well, I mean, when I watch now, um, I watch my own clips a lot. And oftentimes, I'll go through them with my coach. Um, so I'm watching when I watch myself, I'm very critical, kind of constantly saying, how could this have been better? What should I, what was the best decision in this situation? And what decision did I make? And why? Um, how could I have looked over my shoulder again? How could I have um, shielded her this way instead of this way? Um, but when I watch other people play like I watch the EPL a lot I love watching Man City and Kevin De Bruyne and I the way that he attacks the way that he sees the field final passes he's such a great finisher um I'm I watch much more positively where I see everything he does and I'm like oh my god that was sick how can I work on that um mm -hmm. sometimes when I'm like working on my shooting I'll like in my head be like work on this one and like try to like turn your body the way he did and um it's like kind of embarrassing, but I think learning from players who are really, really good and trying to adopt like their tendencies and their style can be great if, um, if you can, which I usually can't, but I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. I love that. Uh, Paul, shout out Paul. Paul just asked, how do you think the NWSL can grow? That's such a great question. Thank you for bringing up the NWSL. Um, I am like really optimistic and excited about the NWSL. I love playing in this league. I think that the best, one of the best things about it is that it's competitive from top to bottom. There's never really any blowouts. Like so many of the games are close and you know every week it's going to be super competitive. Um, I think there are a lot of ways it can grow. We need to get more fans in the, in the stadiums. We need to have people watching on TV so that our TV deal keeps going. Um, I think getting more teams in when whenever that's feasible. Obviously we're not playing right now, so it's, we're in like a tough spot just like everybody else is but um the interest like i really think it's there and i really think people will enjoy watching so um i would just uh prompt people to if there's not a team in your area pick one the courage are awesome um you can watch games on tv i don't have those details off the top of my head obviously because nothing's scheduled yet but um i think that the league is definitely trending in the right direction and it's going to be around for a long time and be be successful so i'm excited nice Let's see, we got Caitlin here. We're gonna go rapid fire with everything because Instagram kicks us off within an hour. I'm okay. I could end up keeping I could end up keeping you on for super long and uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to everybody, share your experience, share your perspective. And I, I know everyone's loving it. They're gonna love the replay, the clips, and I know everyone's gonna be talking about this for a long time. So I really appreciate you Great. taking the time. No problem. Um, and so with these last five, so guys, get your questions in last five minutes. I'll pick the best ones. And you know that there's no rhyme or reason to what I determine is the best, but guess what? <laughs> I get to do that. So deal with it. And I like this one. So what Hogwarts house are you in? I want to be in Gryffindor, but I think I'm really in Ravenclaw. <laughs> Love that. See, uh, okay. but maybe the hat will listen to me say that I want to be in Gryffindor. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, so our core values here, we have our seventh core values. It's called the AmeriCorps process. But the first three uh, steps of that is the three S's of self-awareness. So self-honesty, self-initiative, <laughs> self-accountability. Okay. And I think you are, you are uh, a, a shining example of <laughs> self-awareness. Because um, I think it's extremely necessary to understand yourself. One, to be willing and open, okay with making fun of yourself understanding what you're good at, understanding what you're bad at, and being okay with what you're good at, and being okay with what you're bad at. Um, I think these are all skills and things that take time to learn and uh, take much practice, lots of mistakes. So I, like I said, I'm loving, uh, yeah, Paul said, she's elite 100. <laughs> um, May asked, favorite dance move? Oh, man. Uh... The first thing that popped into my head was the Dougie. I don't know. It's not actually my favorite dance move, but I thought I, we were doing rapid fire, so I'll just throw it out there. I like that. That's good. Um, let's see. Okay. Well, now we got a lot of, we got, man, you are a popular one. Lots of questions <laughs> in here. This is good, though. Um, 
Okay, why is three your number? Well, honestly, um, because Christy Rampone was three for a really long time. She had a long, awesome career. And when she retired, I was like just, I was kind of bouncing around between numbers, like 29 and 32. Um, so I think that as she retired, the number became available and I happened to just get it. Um, but I have grown to love it. And I think it's really cool that someone so revered in the national team wore it for so long um, and that I get to wear it now when I'm there. So it's really cool. That's awesome. Ross, Ross LeBeau has asked, uh, when your career is over, what do you think your teammates will say about you? Wow. Um, well, I hope they say that I was a good teammate. I think that that's my number one priority is to serve the team and to be there for my teammates and to um, like lift other people up. Um, and I hope that at that time that the team is left in a better place than I found it. I mean, I say that about the national team and my courage team. Um, I, I hope that I've done a good job being there for my teammates and being like a good ambassador for the game. So I hope that's what they say. Awesome. I love that. I like that one as the last question. Everybody, I appreciate the questions in and Sam, I thank you very much for taking the time to uh, share your experience and, and just overall everything knowledge is, is, is really awesome. Is there no any, problem? Is there anything you want to ask the audience, ask me, share, promote, let people know about like whatever it is that you, you'd want to share? Um, no, I mean, I just hope everybody's staying safe. I know this is a really hard time right now, but whatever you're doing, if you're even just juggling in your house, that will help. Um, I think just know that whatever you can do right now for soccer, for yourself, it will pay off eventually uh, when this is all over. So I hope everybody stays safe and healthy. And thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Sam, thank you very much. I know uh, everyone is going to love it. Yeah, everybody give Sam some Jesus hands. Some I'm in your heads. <laughs> all the love spam the cart button thank her again for joining in make sure you guys go and spam her comment section letting her know everything that you learned and what you took away from it um uh, make sure you're following her and staying up to date on everything that she's got going on over there sam thank you very very much i know we'll uh we'll reach out here again in the sometime in the future hopefully we can get the uh the summary of everything that you accomplished after the quarantine is over oh i hope so too <laughs> thank also, you yeah, Sam, thanks again. I appreciate it. No problem. See you. Bye. Bye. All right, everybody. Love that. Drop them. I'm in your head emojis. I'm loving that. Thank you very much, Sam. I want to make sure everybody is aware uh, with the quarantine, if you are wanting to have a program that you can use so you can stay fit, stay focused, make sure you head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash create account that is perfect soccer skills.com slash create account we've got plenty of tools and resources over there for you guys to be able to listen to previous episodes of other pros who've been on the account here in the past as well as soccer specific training for you to do at home so um while we wrap up here in these last couple couple of minutes everyone drop in a little bit of what you learned today what you took away and uh Yep, Zura said, wash your hands, Pete. Peeps, uh, all said, Sam is such a legend. Yes, she is. It was great to have her on and share what she did. Uh, Joe Jackson said, Had a great, have a great night, Quincy. Uh, Earl, there we go. We'll put that here, pin the comments. Uh, for those of you, make sure you go to perfectsoccerskills.com slash create accounts. Official memes, what up? Welcome. Thanks for staying, sticking around. Anis said, I learned she's a beast. Exactly. Whitney, same. A goat. I agree. Uh, and so to keep going, Instal said to keep going, even if it's really hard. Yes. Yes. Staying focused and committed. And um, hopefully you guys continue to join in here every Thursday for the show. Listen to previous episodes of the show. Subscribe to the podcast so you can make sure you're, you're listening to those who are going to help you continue to stay focused so you accomplish your goals. Uh, fan said, thank you, Sam and Quincy, more than, um, more United States women national team players here soon. Uh, hopefully we'll see, we'll reach out to a couple more. Um, for those of you who would like us to interview, uh, pros, a pro of your choice, make sure you guys are spamming their 
Instagram accounts, letting them know that they need to join the Ask the Soccer Pro Show. I'm happy to, I'm happy to facilitate that. Uh, the one known as Anthony said, I'm going to go train while my dog tramples on me. <laughs> okay. Uh, soccer Finnis said, I learned to really focus when I watch games and be a learner. Loving that. Uh, Insta said, who's coming on the live next? We actually haven't finalized our next week's guest. You guys know that we'll be going here live next Thursday, 6 p.m. PST, 9 p.m. EST. Hopefully, I'll be dropping the next official guest here soon. Um, but uh, we're looking to try to plan out for the entirety of the month. I think it's been a bit in flux because of the uh, because of the virus. Um, but I think more will get people are getting more dialed in on what they're going to be able to do here soon. So I want to thank everybody again for joining in on the live. It was a great one. I I, I learned a lot. Hopefully, you guys learned a lot as well too. Um, and uh, make sure you guys head over, create your account, subscribe to the podcast, get on the giveaway list. We got some awesome stuff here coming over the next couple of weeks, and you won't want to miss it at all. See you guys next week. I'm in your head. MSL, loving that. See you guys. Quincy Ameriqua here, and thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you would like us to interview next, we'll get working on it right away. You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today. Thanks again and see you guys in the next episode.